if you Google, how many times do I need to repeat something to remember it? There are many, many different answers that come up, but average is around seven times, which is why as an educator, you feel a little bit better about yourself when you say, oh my goodness, I repeated this three times to my class. Why does nobody remember it? And actually the reason is because that's not enough times for someone to permanently remember something. That in order to really, really ingrain something in your brain, to really create those long-term memories, we have to repeat something at least seven times. Now, of course, as I said, when you Google, there's going to be some crazy statistics. Like you need to repeat it 14 times before someone listens. I think that's if someone's in the middle of texting and you're trying to teach it to them, maybe you need 14 times. But I think seven times is the average number of times that someone needs to hear something in order to remember it. If you read in Perak Chafvav of this week's Parsha, we are in Parsha Bechukosai. I always think that the second Parsha of a double Parsha often gets looked over because people just focus on the first one and the second one's like, oh yeah, it's kind of attached. So usually we have Bahar Bechukosai together and we just focus on Bahar, especially because the laws of Shemitah do continue into Parshas Bechukosai. It's very easy to just group them together. But this week, we have a chance to look at Parsha Bechukosai on its own. So if you look in Parakhavav of this week's parsha, we have the Tolchacha, what is called the small Tolchacha. Tolchacha is the rebuke, where we have a list of rewards and rebukes that we will receive if we behave appropriately or we do not behave appropriately. It is called the small Tolchacha because it is shorter in comparison than the Tolchacha, than the rebuke that we receive in Sefer Devarim immediately before we enter into the land. But here we have a small Tolchacha, a small list of rules of what will happen if we do not follow Hashem's commands. Now, sorry, just to contextualize further for one minute. I was talking yesterday to my husband about what I was going to speak about today. And I was saying how it's interesting how what we have here in Parsha Bechukosai really does mirror a lot of what we have in Sefer Devarim, or you could really say vice versa. That Sefer Devarim seems to parallel the structure of a lot of what we have here at the end of Sefer Vayikra. And that is because although we know what happens, we are privy to information that the Torah did not the Torah, quote unquote, did not have at that time, which was that in the structure of the Torah, at the end of Sefer Vayikra, this was meant to be the preparation to enter into the land of Israel, that we were supposed to start Sefer Midbar, count the nations, and then go straight into Israel. We know, however, that that doesn't happen because we know that Chaytamiraglim happens instead. And then we have all of Sefer Midbar and all of Sefer Devarim before we enter into the land. But just to think about it in that way, that What's meant to happen is we are meant to finish Sefer Vayikra here. So we have this bracha and tolfacha. And then we are meant to prepare to enter into the land, which is why we have it again in Sefer Devarim. So I just want to keep that in mind. That what we are discussing here in Parshish Bechukosa is meant to be the precursor for entering into Eretz Yisrael. So in Vayikra Chaf Vav, we have V'im Talchu Imi Keri, V'lo Ta'avo Lishmalali, V'yasafti Alecha Makash Sheva Kechatu Hashem says, if you walk with me, carry the and you don't want to listen to me. I will rebuke you seven times for your sins. And I will send the wild animals upon you. He says, I will send wild animals on you and I will. Um, 
and I will kill off your animals, and I will send um, punishments against you. And if this doesn't even get you to follow me, and you walk with me, carry. And I will go with you, and I will respond in kind seven times in my actions. I will send your enemies against you. I will send disease against you. Eleven men, eleven women will have to share one oven, and the bread that they bake will not make anyone satisfied. And if this doesn't get you to listen to me, and you walk with me, carry, and I will walk with you, in an anger of carry. And you will suffer from me seven times for your sins. So there is one word that is repeated over and over again, and that is the word carry. And as you noticed, I did not translate the word carry, but it is apparent that this is a word. If we are saying that it takes seven times to remember things, then the Torah is definitely trying to drill this into our heads. Over and over and over again, this phrase of some form, some conjugation of the Shoresh Halach and the word carry. So because it is clearly meant to stand out to us, this is called a milamancha, a repeated word. It is clearly a milamancha here. It is meant to stand us up, stand out to us. And this is what we are clearly meant to walk away from the tochacha remembering. That when something is repeated this many times, it is definitely going to stick in our brains. So what I want to go through now is what is this word carry? I want to be able to translate it. But again, if we end off at the end of Parachavav, it doesn't even end here in this main part of this Hochacha. At the end of Vayikra Chavav, Ve'etvadat Avonam Ve'tavon Avotam Ve'ma'alam Asher Ma'alubi. Ve'alasher Halchu Imi Keri. He says, you will acknowledge your sin um, and how you rose up. Ma'alam Asher Ma'alubi. Me'ila is to use something holy for something mundane. So how you, in essence, desecrated me. Ve'alchu Imi Keri. You walked with me, Keri. And I will go with you, Bikari. So again, in the main part of the Tolkacha, it is repeated a number of times. And again, at the end of the Tolkacha, it is repeated even more times. And this is clearly meant to stick with us. So what is this word, carry? And the first approach is that of many of the Mepharshim, led by Rashi and Rashbam. But it is carried out in a number of different ways, in one direction through a number of Mepharshim, and in a slightly different direction through a few of the other Mepharshim. So we are going to go through that now. What is the first translation of Bikheri? And Rashi tells us, the imtelchu imi keri. Rabotinu amru, our rabbis teach us, arai, which means temporary, bimikra, randomly, that it just seemed to happen, happenstance. She'eno ela liprakim, that this is just Random, that if you go this way in mitzvot, that you view mitzvot as random, as something that you do by happenstance. And Raji connects it to the way that Uncleus 
translates, which is koshi, which is through difficulty. And it says, you look at your connection to mitzvot. You look at these mitzvot, you, you don't want to do these mitzvot to keep yourself away from me. But the main translation that Rashi is going to go along with is this, is this translation of bimikra, that carry is lashon mikra, that it means happenstance, something that comes about randomly. It's inconsistent. It's casual. Any of these words that seem to connote some sort of inconsistency, that is how we are going to translate carry. This is along the, this is Rashi Lishitato, as we discussed when it talks about the attack of um. A Malik on Am Yisrael as as they left from Mitzrayim. It says Asher Kar Chabaderach. Then it says we remember what Amalek did. Asher Kar Chabaderach. So this same lashon, this same shorash of Karcha, is the same as Keri. And Rashi translates here and says lashon Mikra. That what is the ideology of a Malik? What is their signature thought? And that is that everything is Mikra. That Amalek seek, seek to show that everything in the world happens by mikra, that everything is random, that nothing is planned out, that everything is really just happenstance. And this is so antithetical to what we believe, as we believe that everything is the plan of Hashem, that everything is in our hands, everything is a choice, everything is something that Hashem has set out before us. So that is why Amalek is so antithetical to our beliefs. Because Amalek seeks to show us that nothing is planned out, that everything is random, everything is happenstance. The Chizkuni says as well, until lomar rak mikrahu. The Chizkuni says that Hashem is saying here, what is keri? Lomar inyan kavua, that nothing is permanent, nothing is planned out, nothing is set. Rak mikrahu. Everything is just random, everything happens to be. The Rashbam as well, the Imtel Khumi Kari, Menachum Pirish Lashon Minya Mikzirat Hukara Gha the Hevelhu. Kihukar Mikzirat Hatofi Hapal Kimohu Sheva Tabiha Minamrameshab. And now he goes on to our approach, which is Kari Min Kara. So he says Kari is from the Lashon of Kara, something that happened. Mikzirat Ekraba. That this was just something that happened to be. And so now he connects it back to our psukim. So how does this tie in? That this is keri lashon mikra v'zehu pirusho imtel chulimi b'mikra v'lo tadir. If you relate to me in a way of mikra, in a way of happenstance, in a way of inconsistency, casualty v'lo tadir, and not in a set organized way. Ka'adam she'ino holich tadir itzel boro. Like a person who doesn't go regularly to Hashem. So all these different mafarshim are translating keri as mikra. So then how does it apply here in our psukim? The sifra connects it to our psukim. The sifra is a um, is the midrashic work on bichu kosai. And the sifra tells us, You are making my rules, are I temporary in this world? I am going to make you temporary in this world. So Hashem is saying, if you relate to me in a way that is our eye, in a way that is mikra, in a way that is temporary, that nothing is planned out, you're very casual in your relationship to Hashem, you're very inconsistent in your relationship to Hashem. That's what Hashem is saying here. It's not carrying, you didn't do anything intentionally terrible. It's talking about here, um, 
if you walk with me in a way that is inconsistent, in a way that is casual, in a way that you don't relate to me in a permanent sense, that doesn't establish my, per, my um, permanent presence in this world, I'm going to relate to you in the same way. You think I am temporary in this world? I'm going to make your stay in this world temporary as well. That Hashem is going to relate to us in the same, with the same attitude that we relate to him. So Hashem is saying this is all very mida keneged mida. That as the puzzle continues on and says, you sin against me seven times, I'm going to rebuke you seven times. You act towards me in a way that is our eye, in a way that is impermanent, in a way that is casual. I am going to interact with you in the same way. And the Targum Yonatan explains this as well. And the Targum Yonatan says, Do not walk with me in a way that is temporary. So the Targum Yonatan is a translation of the Pasuk, and he as well translates our Pasuk with the word R-I, with the word temporary. That what we are learning here is that we are not meant to relate to Hashem in a temporary way. That Hashem is saying, when we are going to, He is laying out all these rules before us, and our avodas Hashem is not meant to be approached in a way that we look at it as, oh wow, look at that, a mitzvah, I happened upon it, I can do that now, and then you don't do the next one, and you pass over the next opportunity, and a few hours later you're like, oh, I'm about to eat something, let me make a bracha. But meanwhile, you pass over things in the meantime. You didn't view it as something that was consistent in your life. In your life, you viewed it as something that was fleeting, that was passing, that was temporary, that was random, something that was inconsistent, not something that you follow through with. And Hashem goes through all these things, and we see the terrible rebukes that we receive, because Hashem says this is not the way that this religion is meant to be kept. This religion is meant to be kept. This is all encompassing. This is your entire life. Your Avodah Hashem encompasses every single thing you do. So to approach it as something that is our eye, that's something that is temporary, that is unacceptable, and I'm going to relate to you back in the exact same way. This approach is taken in a slightly different direction by Rabbeinu Bachya and the Or HaChayim. They both take this, the same translation of Keri Lashon Mikra, and they take it in slightly different approaches. So let's look first at Rabbeinu Bachya. This is the ways of the Torah. When things go well for a person, and everything he's, do, he's doing is going correctly. When something goes well for a person, he should think and he should contemplate and he should recognize that this is the chesed of Hashem Yisbarach, that this is the kindness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not simply because he did the right thing. That we shouldn't just think, oh, I did the right thing, and now this is what I deserve. That 
And when bad things come to him that are a result of him sinning Tashem, he shouldn't think that this is only because of his sin. And that this didn't come about through Mikra. We shouldn't just think that whatever we do in this world, everything is haphazard. That the way that we act does not is not responded to by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, That we can act however we want. First of all, and and I think he has sort of two nuances here. You shouldn't think that it simply comes. You do the right thing, outspits a positive result, and that you do a bad thing, outspits a negative result. We shouldn't view Hashem like that. But he's saying also that in that situation, we should see that Hashem's hand is at play here as well. But I think he's saying, and this is the point that he sort of expands upon. That we shouldn't just think that something bad happens and something good happens, that it's not as a result of anything. It is not connected back to anything. It is just happenstance that good things happen, the bad things happen, that we shouldn't even take that step of connecting it to our actions, that even just connecting it to our actions is not enough. We have to connect our actions to how they interact with HaKadosh Baruch But he's saying there are people who even don't connect it to their actions. They just think that good things happen and bad things happen. And he says, if you relate to your life in this way, Hashem is going to respond in turn. That if you think everything is mikra, Hashem will ret- respond with mikra. So Hashem says, I am then going to respond however I want to respond. If you think it's haphazard, I'll respond haphazardly. I'll help you here. I won't help you here. I'll punish you here. I won't punish you here. You'll get this punishment when you may have not done anything. Hashem says, if that is how you are going to relate to me, that is how I'm going to respond in turn. And I think we take for granted that this doesn't happen in the world. That I think that even if we don't think about it consciously, we must have a great appreciation of the fact that Hashem responds in kind to what it is that we do. Whether or not we see the direct impact, it is not like a vending machine. It's not like, oh, I do a good action and out pops a positive reward. But I think that we take for granted the fact that Hashem doesn't respond to us haphazardly, that there is this idea of mita kenege mita, that whether it's for the positive or the negative, we see the impact of what we do in the world, that we see the impact of our avodas Hashem, that we are able to see that what we do interacts with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I think that if we were to see that that became haphazard, that would be quite disconcerting to us, that if we saw that things seemed to be so totally out of whack, that would be extremely disconcerting because it is an aspect of the equation that at least I can say I very much take for granted. The Orachayim says as well, in as much of the afflictions as which have been put upon me on the Jewish people are the hands of Hashem, their failure to react is described as walking contrary to Hashem. So the Orachayim describes it slightly differently, and the Orachayim says, what is Halachta'i It's not internalizing the messages of what Hashem sends to you. So it's looking at what happens to the world, and it's saying, it's keri, it's random. I'm not meant to learn anything from this. I'm not meant to take anything. It just is that we don't react and we don't respond in kind 
He says, this is what is being described here as walking contrary to Hashem. That if you do not respond to the cues and the messages that Hashem sends to you, this is in essence walking contrary to HaKadosh Baruch That We don't think of it that way. We think of it as we're not doing anything wrong. We're most probably just not recognizing the source from which it came. But we say that that is unacceptable as well. That that is what's here is being called the halakha imikari. That it's not looking at what I do as purposeful. It's not looking what comes from Hashem as intentional. The halakha imikari imikari. It's saying that how will Hashem respond to us? Hashem will begin to send us punishments that don't seem to correspond to the chata'im that we did. So he was saying that we take for granted that our chata'im are corresponding to the punishments that we receive so that we are able to receive those messages. They are able to get a They are able to wake us up in order to fix ourselves. They are able to wake us up to do tshuvah. So Hashem is saying, if you do not believe, you don't internalize the messages that I'm sending you through my intentional responses to what it is that you do, I am going to respond in kind, that I'm going to respond to you with things that don't have those hidden messages, that don't have the things that are meant to wake you up. And that is going to be a tenfold punishment because you are going to receive, uh, sorry, a sevenfold punishment because these are going to give you so much more suffering because it is going to be quote unquote random it is not going to be specifically designated to what it is that you that you did and therefore you will suffer so much more so this is the first general approach and this is the approach that is really brought down in many places this is the approach how we generally understand that is that if you look at your Hashem as happenstance as haphazard as inconsistent Hashem is going to respond in kind. And that is the first approach. However, I saw a fascinating idea in the Shadal that I think relates to the idea that we were just discussing, but also gives us a wildly new approach. The Shadal is a more modern day commentator. I believe he lived in Italy. And the Shadal often gives a different translation because he is coming at it from a different perspective. The Shadal states, V'im talchu imi keri. Naftali Vaizel Pirish, Imtalhu Imi Kari. So he is quoting Naftali Vaizel, and he's, he translates this Pasuk as such Shikama Mikra Hara Ahazot. Shikar Alacham, Talhu Imi, Kimosha Halachem Imi Kodem Lachim. How is he translating it? He is saying, Shigam Bimikra Hara Ahazot, Shikar Alacham. Also, in this bad situation that is happening to you, you should go with me in the same way that you walked previous to this. So what is he translating carry as? He is translating it also as mikra, but not mikra like we discussed before, happenstance, random, anything of that sort. Rather, he is translating it as 
A mikra is also a situation or an event that occurs. So what is he saying? He is saying, Bechol mikra, in every situation, im halachtem imi bikeri. If you go with me in every situation, I will go with you in every situation. But this is confusing because we're talking about the tochacha, right? This is negative. It's saying, if you walk with me, bikeri, and then it lists all these negative things that happen. And then it lists all the negative things that Hashem responds. But I think this is the message that the Shadal is telling us. He's saying, we are in this parsha of the brachot and the tochachot, the good things that will happen and the bad things that will happen. And again, back to the beginning of our shir, where we said this was meant to be the precursor to enter into Eretz Yisrael. There are going to be negative things that are going to happen. That you are not going to follow in the ways of Hashem. You are not going to do what you are meant to. There are going to be challenges upon entering into the land. You are going to have to defeat the nations that live there. You are going to have to work for your own sustenance. You are going to have to support yourselves. You are going to learn, have to learn how to survive a much more natural existence. And there are going to be negative things that happen, especially when you stumble in these challenges. But the halachtem iti keri, you should walk with me, bikeri. The halachtem imi keri, and I will walk with you, bikeri. Then Hashem is saying there are going to be negative things. You are going to do the wrong thing, and I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you sevenfold. But Hashem is saying the key to being successful is this, is to, into, is to continue to walk with me. That you must recognize that I am there in that situation with you, that I am there in that challenge. And when are you going to fail? When you fail to see the presence of God in that moment, when you fail to see that Hashem is still with you, when you don't see that Hashem is with you in every situation, that is when there is going to be this stumbling block. That is when there is going to be this downfall, when there is going to be this rebuke, when you don't recognize that I am there in every situation. So I think this is essentially the same as the first translation. The first translation is Mikra, that what is the negative thing that we are doing? We are ignoring the fact that Hashem is present in the situation. We are treating our Avodah Hashem as something that is random, something that is happenstance, something that is not permanent, something that is more casual, much more casual than what it should be. And what is at the core of that? The core of that is not seeing Hashem there. If we see it as a divine charge, you don't ignore something that Hashem has told you directly to do. So this approach of the Shadal as well, the Shadal as well is saying that you must recognize that I am in every situation and that is going to be your key to success. So whether we are translating this as randomness and we are saying that this is the problem or we are saying that this is Hashem's prescriptive um, charge to us that Hashem is saying, not that if the negative thing you do is the halach the miti carry, but the solution to the negative things that are going to happen is the halach the miti carry. They both boil down to this idea of us being able to see Hashem everywhere in our lives. So I think here in Parshas B'chul Kosai, as the Jews were preparing to enter into Eretz Yisrael, this was going to be the final step, then they were going to count the people and move on into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem was preparing them and saying, this is going to be a tough transition. Make sure, in every situation that comes up, make sure to see me there. Because if you, if you do not see me there and you begin to relate to me in this way of carry, you begin to act towards me in this way that is casual and inconsistent, 
That is going, going to be when we are going to run into trouble. We need Hashem to be present in our lives. And in order to, to ensure that Hashem will continue to be consistently present in our lives, we must acknowledge that he was there to begin with. So Mirza Hashem, may we be able to recognize Hashem always in our lives. And we would be able to then internalize that and use that to relate to Hashem in this way that he is meant to be related to. Thank you everyone for joining today.